Carrie! Hi, Chad. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Just us so far? Yeah. 6.30. Where is everybody? Jessica said she should be coming, but she probably won't be able to stay the whole time. I think just because it's so late there. That's fine. Oh. I have I just to figure sent... out how to change Sorry, what? I just sent the link to Rachel. She's upstairs. Okay. okay. <laughs> she can make it. Did you watch it? Um, yeah. I watched the whole thing and Rachel was watching it with me and fell asleep um, before um, maybe like right when he met the girl. Okay. I think, I don't know. I'll have to ask her when she stopped. She fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> what up, Mayor? Howdy. That's not my name. uh sean and carrie are you guys at least in the same house this time we are not, not even the same state <laughs> what the heck is sean in a hotel yeah i'm in louisiana for work <laughs> so i'm driving back home tomorrow nice That's no fun and we watched the movie yesterday so we didn't even watch it together how'd you watch it i watched it on my laptop carrie watched it on the tv how did you get it? Um, we found it on the internet. For ah. <laughs> <laughs> I got mine from the library. Oh, that's smart. And I it has the uh, Paramount Plus trial thing. Paramount wow. Plus has it? Yeah. Oh. I think Paramount yeah. Plus has the director's cut. Oh, did you watch the director's cut? Uh, the only thing online that I could find uh, through legal means uh, was was that just on Paramount Plus. So I, I mean, Am know. Amazon has it, although you have to pay for it. So it's Amazon through their Paramount Plus plugin. So it still requires Paramount Plus. So I think they have both. The... I couldn't find it. The one on Prime is like $3 to rent and is the theatrical release. And the Paramount Plus one is the director's cut. Hmm, I didn't find it. I oh, think well. maybe. So it did you watch like a three hour film then, Jason? It was so long. <laughs> Didn't oh. the director's cut like have an extended sex scene in it? We skipped a few spots, so. I hope so. Holy cow, I watched like an hour's extra of content. Oh, yeah, and it's man. like it totally changes. I mean, we'll get into it, but like now I'm pissed. You should be because yeah. Anyway, we'll go yeah, I read a review and it was one. saying the director's cut. It was Penn and it was uh, what was his name? Not Siskel Penn. and Ebert. Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, he was saying that it was worthless. Like the director's cut. Yeah, was, theatrical. Was like, yeah. It was so long. Holy cow. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. I, Sorry, I get Jason. at like 8 30 8 45 i'm like all right i'll start the movie at about nine <laughs> go to bed at like 11 ish or whatever i look it up i'm like crap i gotta start this right now <laughs> three hours holy cow 
<laughs> That's what I did last night. <laughs> That's so great. Oh, there she is. Hey, hey. Okay. So is anyone, is it just the five of us then? Or is anyone else joining? Anthony said he was going to try to come at least for a little while. Mm -hmm. And Rachel might be jumping on. And uh, welcome everybody to the movie club. It's like a book club, but we watch movies. That's our tagline for the podcast. <laughs> what a tagline. We'll go around and introduce the voices for the listeners. I'm Chad. Hi, Chad. Hi, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, I guess we won't introduce the voices for the <laughs> listeners. Remind me again who the listeners are. Is this not a podcast? Fine. <laughs> How's it going, Anthony? Hey, everyone. I'm Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you watch the... Oh, let's get down to business first. Um, how many subscribers does Clint Reptiles have? Um, I know this one. Didn't you break 350,000 in the past month? Yes, we did. <laughs> I saw that on Facebook. Congratulations. Thank you. So Brett, like when Clint goes and does like collaboration videos with other reptile people, does he travel places? Uh, so he just went to Snake Discoveries collab. Okay. Enclosure build off thing. But you don't go with them? Um, I do if we're going to purposefully film. But on that one, he was just going to goof off. And so. So how many places have you gone business trip related? Um, I went to Snake Discovery uh, a couple years ago. Um, Wow, why can't I think? I uh, went to Florida or no, Chicago. Um, uh, crap, I can't think. I went to some <laughs> other place. I can't think right now. It's a pop quiz. Uh, a New York area, Boston area, something like that. Um, so a couple places. Yeah. Fun. And Will's pirate soiree sounds so much more fun than the movie club i want to go to will's party what movie club i don't know what you're saying that's true i'm saying that movie club is so fun but the pirate soiree would be fun too i love seeing your face anthony <laughs> and I'm going to be in Utah on the 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th, so over Labor Day. So we should plan something. That's all. I will also be in Utah over those dates. Sweet. Something should happen. I'll have fun, guys. <laughs> the Wiggins should be in Utah. And Jessica should be in Utah. Friends did just move to Utah, so. How are you doing, Jessica? 
I'm good. When did you watch the movie? I started at approximately 7.30 tonight. <laughs> so I watched it while I was preparing for the evening and then while I was working out and I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fresh, huh? Yeah. So Mayor was saying that he would watch the uh, the extended director's cut. Oh, wow. I watched the free version, not knowing that the free version was the director's cut and three freaking hours long. So <laughs> there's that. It It's already, I don't mind slow movies, but it's already a slow-paced movie. <laughs> yeah. So do you have lots of notes this time, Mayor? Uh, you got a half page. I, I will admit that I uh, uh, I got lost in the movie, so that was nice. Oh, good. Been a little while, so that was nice. Um, well, let's start. We got the uh, we got Carrie's pick this week. It's Cinema Nuevo Cinema Paradiso. Yes. Right? Cinema Paradiso, or there's the Italian pronunciation, but I can't roll my R's, so I can't say it. So. Yeah, the C in Italian would be Cinema. Mm-hmm. Paradiso. Yeah. Um, that like it was Portuguese. Sounds fancy. And... Oh, yeah. Why'd you pick it, Carrie? So this movie is like a very large part of my childhood. Like we watched it not every year, but probably every few years growing up since the time I was like, I don't know, nine or 10 or something like that, maybe even younger. So there was a lot of stuff that when I was little, I didn't understand what I was watching. Um, But like every year, yeah, that was just like, a staple of the Peterson household. So it's just a very nostalgic film for me. And it's a nostalgic film in and of itself too. But I hadn't seen it in several years. I don't know if I've seen it. Sean would know. Have I seen it since we got married? I haven't watched it ever. So if you watched it, it wasn't with me. Yeah. So it's I mean I watched it yesterday. So So it's probably been 10 or 15 years since the last time I'd seen it. So I had always considered it to be, if not my favorite movie, like easily in the top five. So I was curious to see if it would. Wow. Yeah. So as a kid, was it still uh, just captioned? Yeah. Yeah. I watched it subtitled. Yeah. Great. It was great. Oh, man. What's his name? The little kid Toto? Oh man, he was adorable. Yeah. So cute. Just so cute. All right. Well, Mayor, bring up the uh, uh, trailer. Yep. Shoot. Audio. It's rated R? 
The director's cut it. Twelve years ago, master filmmaker Giuseppe Tonitori won the Academy Award for Cinema Paradiso. Now Miramax Home Entertainment is proud to present Cinema Paradiso, the new version. This Miramax Collector Series DVD is digitally remastered, fully restored, and includes more than 51 minutes of never-before-seen footage. those who've never seen it, for those who've never forgotten it, discover what really happened to the love of a lifetime. Cinema Paradiso, the new version. That was less trailer, more advertisement for the DVD. That was more advertisement for the director's cut. Yeah, that's the name. Uh, should I try again? Eh, I don't care. We just watched it. <laughs> okay, yeah, you can try again. <laughs> In another time and another place, there was an enchanted village where the young and the young at heart shared their joys and dreams. Where a boy made mischief. And a young man found romance. And an old friend shared his magic with the town he loved. Every Saturday night they came to share the fantasy. They came for the thrills and the chills. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> The passion, the laughter, and all the kisses you never saw. Cinema Paradiso. Winner, special jury prize, Cannes Film Festival. Rachel! Hi, Rachel. Hi. I'm here. <laughs> um, I liked it. Anybody else? I give it a solid rating. I thought it was so lovely. <laughs> like, I, I was really touched by the whole thing. Good. Did you watch the director's cut or the theatrical, Anthony? The theatrical version. I liked it. <laughs> Um, I fell asleep, but I liked it. Everyone, look at the camera and do a big smile. Three, two, one. Perfect. Good job. Jessica, you're right in the middle. That's what I was wondering. Um, 
yeah, it was great. I I was in the movie, like Mayor said. Just uh, Carrie, did it hold up? Um, I would say yes, it did. It, yeah, there were definite parts that I had never noticed younger that I noticed now where it was like, mm, I don't know about that. But um, like, for example, I didn't realize when I was younger that Alfredo's character was completely dubbed. Yeah, that was pretty bad. It was bad. The like, the dubbing was, was Italian. It didn't even matter. It was <laughs> it was a little distracting. I think it said on IMDb that he read his lines in French, like he's a French actor, and then they overdubbed it in Italian, so like it doesn't match at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I thought you know because sometimes they'll have actors like re-record their lines if. Gary, we keep losing. Gary, where'd you go? She's gone. I was, you know, it was the, if the uh, the redubbing was distracting. I would say that the reading the lines was distracting for me. Right. Well, I missed that completely. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So I thought it was like where the actor re-records his line because it came out muffled. So I thought that was his real voice, and so it was. I noticed that no, like every single thing that came out of his mouth didn't match what he was saying. That's when it was like, well, wait a second, what's going on here? And then I looked it up and found out that he's a French actor and that's not what his voice really sounds like. So like 30 years after the first time I'd seen it to like realize that was just very strange. And then I had to look up YouTube videos of him and other stuff just to see what his voice sounded like for reals. And it's very different. It's a little bit that higher. great. He was so yeah. good. I loved Alfredo. Me too. I, I feel like that happen, happens or happened more often with, certainly with older movies, but also that's just been my experience with uh, foreign films is that they'll just do that sometimes, that they'll just dub over the actor because mm -hmm. um, I, I thought it was noticeable, but just like, it's just one of those things. What was that movie that you had me watch, Sean? About like a futuristic France, but in the past with City robots. City of Lost Children. City of Lost Children. <laughs> that had an American actor. That Ron, Perlman. Spoke, Ron Perlman. Yeah. Ron Perlman speaking French. <laughs> it was awesome. But don't watch it. But it was awesome. <laughs> oh, man. I would. Yeah, that's true. You shouldn't watch it. I'm glad I did, but I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> I like thinking about it more than I liked watching it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, Jessica, thoughts? You're fresh. It made me kind of mad, honestly. <laughs> like, there's lots of really, like Anthony said, lovely moments. There's lots of things that I liked about it. It had a little bit of everything. There's humor, there's romance, there's drama. But all I can think about is that he made the wrong choice to leave. Like he lost his family basically because he left for 30 years and never came back. 
And I think I would feel differently about it if his family was worth losing, but they didn't seem like they were. And it just makes me sad to think about that. So well, I mean, the, the mom came and visited him though. Like they visited him. He just never went yeah. back home. Yeah. So it's not like he lost him completely. He just And he would talk to him, or send him money at least so they could buy a new house. But he even know. says at the end, like I feel like I hardly know. I assume he was talking about the sister. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we never got to know this. I was just left feeling sad about it. It's like, even yeah. though he maintained communication with them, I don't know. He chose lost his roots. success over, yeah. yeah. Well, I And it's think, a choice. It's a, it's a valid choice. I just don't like it. I think Alfredo was 100% right. And you should never go back to your hometown. <laughs> that reminded me though like when he said that of when I went home after my mission and how like just in a year and a half like things had changed so much and I mean part of that was also like going to college too but like everything looked different trees were cut down and there were new businesses and homes and family and friends had moved away and it it did feel like that it felt like go so like to wait 30 years like he did you know, it would definitely intensify all of that. Oh man, especially 1989's City Plaza was so depressing with mm-hmm. all those little cars and trash everywhere and it's a parking lot. Oh man. I'm going to say the, the City Plaza was like the the uh, a character in the in the movie, just like New York City as a character in other movies. I'm, I wonder what the generation older than Toto would think, though, because like he's born like right after the war. Um, and you see that in a few scenes where they're like walking like and there's like rubble. Um, yeah, so I, ju- I just wonder it's like sad right like you can't you can't ever like reclaim the past yeah i don't know because it it's they were barely getting by right like his his like his mom beat him when he spent the money on like going to the movies instead of on groceries and it, it seemed implied like that they would maybe not have the money for the groceries because of that. All right, Mayor, you ready to get into your list? Yep. Um, Did anybody else have anything before Mayor gets into his list? Sean, did you like it? I liked it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It was was very, (laughs) I do. Yeah. No, it was very nostalgic and sentimental, which it approached being a little bit too much of that at times, but I think overall it worked. Um, I think I would have liked it a lot more closer to when it came out because some of like the music and just the way that it looked and even like the aspect ratio felt a little bit dated, like it felt like a movie from the 90s, but I still Mm -hmm. liked it. Like I was able to get over those little things, but they did stand out to me. Yeah, movies that are like in made in the 80s that are set in the 50s or 60s still look like the 80s (laughs) 
<laughs> in costume. Yeah. Oh. Like, I don't know. What was the main girl, the love interest's name? Elena. Elena. Yeah. I, I didn't like her. She's very pretty. Well, um, Jason got like an extra 50 minutes of Elena. Isn't like all of the extra content about Elena when they're older? Maybe, Carrie, you're probably the only one that's seen both. I actually haven't seen both, but I did <laughs> yesterday. I was curious to know what happened in the director's cut, so I looked it up, and I was horrified <laughs> to find out, like, what the director's vision was for the story, because it changes, like, so much of the movie. Well, I want to know what experience you, you saw I the worst have. one, Jason. You I saw a worse movie than we did. So do you want me to go over the differences, or did you want Jason to go into his list first, or...? Let's do Jason's list and let's do the differences because that'll be fun. Yes, it'll be interesting. All right. Um, so the beginning of the movie, they do all the names, which is like the boringest part of old movies. Uh, Karen had some fun and decided... It is the boringest part. Uh, Karen had some fun and decided to pronounce all of the names as they showed up in a very Italian accent. So that was fun. Um, reading was lame. Uh, like, I... I you're I lame. Like I am lame. But I feel like I miss the movie going up and like, what are they saying now? Okay, what are they like? I miss part of the movie by doing that. I don't know. It's a little frustrating. You should have learned Italian before you watched this, obviously. Clearly. clearly. You had plenty of time. <laughs> and and Sean, did you did you learn Italian or did you watch any of the old movies that they showed in the movie house as preparation? Yeah, what's your deep dive, Sean? <laughs> did I I wanted to, so I wanted to watch both versions, but I didn't. And the backstory to that is that I wanted to watch Donnie Darko, <laughs> which I did on I think Sunday. Oh, I nice. accidentally watched the director's cut, <laughs> so I got I got a little bit obsessed with like the difference between the different That's versions it. of the same movie. But I didn't have enough time to watch. I watched I watched this yesterday, so I didn't have enough time to watch another three hour version of it. Jeez, so I'm really phoning it dive. in. I know. Um, I did a deep dive in a Agatha Christie ordeal by innocence. I read the book and then I watched a mini series on Amazon prime. And then I watched the Poirot um, series from like 10 years ago. So Is David Suchet. Uh-huh. So I did an Agatha Christie deep dive in one book. <laughs> I love her and I love all those books. Anyway. Oh, Mayor. Sorry. Uh, we should bring back corporal punishment. I don't know if your version had it, but they were really, really tough on that kid. You man. don't spank your kid? Uh, or bang his head into the chalkboard <laughs> or whatever else they did. And just rough. like the entire class laughing hysterically at that. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? I, I really like the part when he was so proud of himself because he was going to get it right. And he says, <laughs> she's like, what's five times five? And he says, Natale. <laughs> um, let's see. The the theater experience is a different experience than what we have today, and it's kind of disgusting back then. Oh yeah. Like with that one guy spitting every like that was gross, and uh, the yelling and. I'm here, everybody. 
like it was just over the top ridiculous and loud and disgusting. what do you think about the priest censoring the movies i thought he was great <laughs> i thought it was funny ding, 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 ding. uh and then and i liked how they they did the one that was uncensored so they kissed for the first time and he's like i will not watch this pornography uh-huh. even though he already watched the yeah. other ones <laughs> watched them all. able to censor it you know it's like all right well, set an if, example publicly if i could censor movies to take out all the kissing i would because <laughs> i hate kissing in tv shows right rachel you're muted. Yeah, Chad always cringes. It's really annoying. Like, oh, no, no. <laughs> and I put my hand up. Why don't you bother? Why does it bother you? I don't know. It's I don't like it. Yeah, Personal preference. He's, he calls me stone cold, but <laughs> he doesn't know how to handle his emotions. Maybe he <laughs> likes it too much. That's right. My emotions. Um, what was with the the town crazy person? What was that about? Like, oh, I loved him. It's like his just, square was his. Just randomly threw him great. in every once in a while. It was like and... one of the best parts of the movie. Eh? <laughs> it's ridiculous. No, he had like loved he had that a large scar on his forehead. So I wonder if he was just like a, a vet from the war or something. But I was thinking too. Maybe. Yeah, I was thinking he was. PTSD or something. Mm-hmm. And the town just dealt with him, essentially. Um, the relationship of the kid Toto and uh, Alfredo reminded me of uh, kind of Dennis the Menace a little, <laughs> like. like yeah, a grumpy Mr. Wilson. Exactly. Grumpy Mr. Wilson and a mischievous uh, Dennis. That, that was the relationship vibe I got from them. I thought it was a little bit creepy being like just the idea of like altar boys and Catholic church. I don't like it. As creepy as a deacon. As a what? As a deacon preparing the sacrament for you. That's creepy too. It's that creepy. It's the same kind of thing. No, teachers prepare the sacrament. Get it right, Jessica. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I haven't been to church in 18 months. Leave me alone. <laughs> um what was with the men dancing with men that was interesting i don't know it seemed like a very but, italian thing to do though but like a thing in maybe italy it's I, sicily i my parents have lived in sicily on missions um i'm i was wondering though if that was if it was like Sure, I, I didn't have the opportunity to ask him if it was like hinting at something that we don't know about. Like maybe they were preparing for some dance, or you know, I don't know. Like just what like was that. like the tomato paste on the boards? Did anybody know that one? I, or they the were red stuff, tomato paste, right? Like they were drying it out. Uh, you just spread out. tomato stuff on a board in the plaza. I think they were just uh, dehydrating, take evaporating off the tomato, maybe. I don't know. Wasn't there some Water? other religious thing that was happening at the same time? What's that? I don't know. Could be it, religious. It, it seemed like there was some like other religious thing they were showing at the same time, but I don't remember. Um, oh, New Year's. 
and everybody's like throwing dishes out their window. We should bring that back, man. That would be, that would be yeah. Awesome. I, I really don't like our dishes, so I want to break them all next year. <laughs> that sounds fun. I was just thinking about like which dishes would I break, and I know exactly which ones. <laughs> That was that was fun. I, that, I just like don't be walking like he was at that time. That would be uh, you just jumped dangerous. so much of the movie. Yeah, keep, I told keep you on going. I, You're fine. I got lost keep on going. in the movie for a while. So You're fine. yeah, <laughs> what do you want to We'll we'll jump back. Um, the two bathrooms were interesting. Do you remember the shot where they're from above? They they have a a little conversation in the bathroom, and it's the shot from above, and there's the the girls' bathroom and the boys' bathroom, I think. And one had a real toilet and one had a weird, I think it was just a squatting toilet. I think that's in the director's uh, cut. Director's nope. cut. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows so what you're talking about. I'm fascinated, though. There was a up, like a top view, um, and you see the dividing wall, and they're, they're like up against the wall talking you know, over the wall to each other or whatever. But in the background, there's toilets. And, and you know because it's the men's and women's bathroom i assume and oh, one bathroom has a regular toilet that we're used to and one has this uh like for lack of a better word a very large dish with a hole and then there, it looks like two spots where you put your feet and you squat essentially i think it's just like oh, a squatting toilet a squatty body squatty body very interesting between the I, I assumed it was for men and women but i don't know yeah you're the only one that saw that yep um okay <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna jump again yeah uh, so when when he goes back for the funeral um all the old people that you know from his from uh-huh. his childhood the the super fake old people Oh man, uh, that makeup was horrible. Makeup and uh, and hair dye and and uh, it was it was pretty bad. Um. Okay, uh, that's it. But I have a few sum ups or a few like like what? Okay, my my takeaways was it was good, it was crazy long, kind of weird, and and sad it's like a sad movie you know um alfredo was a jerk he was a he was a good guy but he was a jerk in the director's cut he was a jerk uh, okay i would love to know the differences yeah but he's on. not he's not he's totally a jerk he's um not my movie that i watched <laughs> he's not a jerk we're gonna fight you about this <laughs> um what i want to know is what happens next in this movie does does uh uh does toto uh like start plotting his, the girl's husband's death or something like what what, what does their relationship look like what now? husband this director's elena shut up you're no, telling- none of us know what happens to elena she went away and we never saw her again. we never saw again they they don't what he tried to write her letters in the army and all the letters came back the dad was arrested for fraud or something like that, and we never hear of her again. You are kidding me. <laughs> even from that, there's a slight difference that I grew up in on the VHS, not the DVD, but just the VHS version. You see a little clip of an older Elena in the end credits, you know, where, where they're doing like the pictures uh-huh. of all of them. 
You yeah. see like an older woman that looks just like her and that's it. Yeah, no, like, we never that see her again. Like there. that little tiny glimpse of hope at the very end of it that he does see her again 30 that years is, later. That is he I don't know. That's like a completely different movie. <laughs> <laughs> projected on the wallpaper. And that's like yeah. Yeah, old- he goes home, watches his old projector. He sees yeah. the pitch the movies that he took. Yeah. And that's that's it. Holy cow. Okay. All right, guys. Uh the, the end of the movie is he takes Alfredo's reel of film back to Italy back to Rome in his private viewing screen and watches all the like the the clipped kissing images from the past. And that's the end of the movie. Oh my gosh. Okay. In between those two points, all right, him reminiscing and and want it and uh uh you know just longingly look at looking at her pining for her in in like the uh he wasn't pining for her he was just remembering a lost love no he was pining youth the director's cut says he was pining basically (laughs) in between that and him going home with with the thing he finds her well (laughs) he sees her but Uh it's actually her daughter and he's like whoa I think oh. it's like the same. She looks act. exactly. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly and like. and so he 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 goes full stalker mode and follows her and uh, finds out where she lives and <laughs> and the daughter and her father drive away and you see like for a split second the father and you see that it's the kid that was getting his head banged into yeah, the, uh, the, um, the big oh, uh, no, that really birth mark. No. That's the dumbest the thing I've ever he heard. Doesn't even know so five then, mark. That's what it is, birthmark. Yes, so Four then he looks up uh, that guy's last name in the phone book, because that's the thing, and he calls he calls her <laughs> and he talks to her. and, and hey, it's me, Toto. Yeah, basically. And she's like, oh, no, we can't. We can't see each other. I'm married, blah, blah, blah. We can't see each other. No, th- and... that's a stupid movie that you watched. <laughs> and then, okay, wait for it. She, uh, he, he goes off because he's, he's, he's upset or whatever. And she finds him by the ocean or something. And they go in the car and they like reminisce and they, they have this conversation. And then he's pissed off because he never she never said goodbye or whatever. And she's like, no, I went and I visited and Alfredo told me to leave or some, some nonsense like that. That's why Alfredo's a jerk. To give up on him. Yeah. Yeah. To Alfredo's give up on first. him, leave him. He needs to leave. He he's, he's got, he's got so much things that he needs to do. You, you should not be with him or some nonsense because Alfredo's a Let jerk. Let him be successful. Yeah. And in the way of his success. And then, uh, and so they, they, they realized that uh, they still loved each other or whatever. And then, and then it implies that they, they got together there in the car while she's married, by the way. And, and then they, they talk about it later on, like the next day or something like that. How long is this movie? That you I watch? know <laughs> it's an extra friggin' hour. <laughs> and then, uh, and then he calls her again and she's like, what, what we had was just a dream. It was a nice dream, but this is, this is how it should end. And he's like, not for me or something like that. And then he goes back to New York 
or you know Rome mm-hmm. or wherever he's at and and so what that's what made me think like well what's gonna happen he doesn't want to give up on her and she's like that was fun but maybe we shouldn't do this anymore now he's gonna plot her husband's death that's that's the conclusion that i got out of it wow <laughs> mayor your movie sucked yeah, uh, mm-hmm. my, my movie uh i felt like it was like in la la land you know how they do the two yeah. alternate things yeah and in and but in this version they get like she would leave her husband get with him and then and like that's like the third alternate version of la la land that's what it felt like to me <laughs> What a what the heck? I am so confused. <laughs> well, after hearing that, I'm not sad about the version that I watched anymore. I feel pretty good about it. I'm so glad that it was Mare that had to watch. <laughs> <laughs> you got the fuzzy end of the lollipop. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so Alfredo never tried to convince Elena to. Leave yeah, we never Toto. see her again. Like that never happened. The only thing Alfredo did that was a little bit off was telling Toto to never come back. But that's it. I like that. What he, I, I thought it was words of wisdom. And they, I mean, it about, was, but it was dark too. <laughs> they, they talked about Elena when he came back from his military service. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, Alfredo was like, I guess that's just the way life is. I thought he's a bad guy because he told her told Toto a dumb story about waiting a hundred days outside the window. And that was like the worst advice you could give someone. Yeah. Well, I was what, I love, what I love about that is in real life, that would be super creepy, horrifying, like calling, but like this movie is about movies. You know what I mean? So I felt like because of that, that behavior was okay, if that makes sense. Like in any other film or any other story, no, like call the cops. That's not okay. But did did they like talk to each other much? Like I mean, they went like, to the same school, so I think like, that they did. It seemed like there was like two scenarios where he actually they saw each other slash talked before yeah. before he went full stalker outside our window. Yeah, one was the introduction where his friend like tackled him and <laughs> took him away. And the other one is how much telling her how much he loved her and how yeah. she didn't love him. And yeah. He's like, well, too bad. I'm going to wait outside your window for a hundred nights and then you'll love me. Well, and I it mean, worked. He saw her at the church, right? So wouldn't that imply that they go to the same church and they go to the same school? So like, even though what we saw was very limited, yeah, I think it's easy to extrapolate that they do talk to each other. Well, Toto as a little kid was so cute. <laughs> And Toto, as a teen, was trying to be so cute, and it didn't work. <laughs> like, like when he was in the priest's booth with as confession, he was like cheesing it up, like making all these like dimple faces to the camera. I don't know if you noticed that. I saw it, and I wanted to punch him in the face. That's all. So he was like only sixteen or seventeen. After, after, mm-hmm. I always oh, thought yeah. he was like in his twenties, but no, he was a kid. I like how short he was and then how tall the old Toto was. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say, it seemed like most of the movie just happens at the at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of implied that there's like 
life going on, but you don't, we only get little pieces of it because most of what we see is at the, is at the cinema. Yeah, I felt like it was the kind of movie that you have to really look for those symbolic things in the background that went along with the plot and that enhanced the plot. But if you didn't see those or notice that, then you kind of miss a lot. Yeah, it's like reading reviews and ex explanations of Tenet and then thinking about it afterwards. It gets better. <laughs> Wrong movie, Chad. Well, Rachel kind of watched Tenet from behind my airplane seat <laughs> and was confused what about what is this that you're what, watching? What are you watching? <laughs> oh, but going back to what Anthony was saying about how like most of what we saw was in the theater, I thought it was really interesting the relationship that the cinema had with the Catholic Church and how like it must have been sponsored by the Catholic Church or something to have the priest in there. <clears throat> I think they owned it, yeah. Like, like the church owned the theater and then yeah. it burned down and then the new owner came in and was not censoring the movies anymore. So it felt like <clears throat> the life of that village was the movie theater and was the Catholic Church. And so they just kind of went hand in hand. Yeah. And in my experience in Europe, the church would certainly have a lot of say even if it didn't own the, it would have a lot of say about like what goes on in the town but no i mean that's the theater was like his cathedral right before he goes into the projection booth the first time he crosses himself when he's a little kid and um there was just a lot of moments like that that was like showing like like this this for him is his church mm -hmm. Kind of like that movie Chocolat, where <laughs> where they um, it's the same thing. I mean, the priest is like the main culture, I guess, of the town. He sets the tone for everything, and then the woman, the gypsy woman, comes in and shows them the what um, could be if they were, you know, allowing like the kissing scenes or whatever, and. I don't know, it just reminded me of that. And yeah, like I know a lot of Europe, European cities and villages are completely focused around the town square. And that is where life, you know, where, where things come to life and where the, the culture is really centered, which is so different than our suburban life in America. I haven't yeah. experienced it myself. <clears throat> we don't the, have culture. Uh, I don't have culture. We just have radical individualism. <laughs> we have Target. <laughs> we, have Target. <laughs> we used to have malls. Yeah. Yep. I used to go walk the mall, go down to Ogden. Go down to Ogden with my friends when I was like, 15 and my older friends had driver's license and we'd go to the mall in Ogden. What a treat. Don't you just want to go back and live in Brigham? You know what? My old Alfredo probably has a cut of all the things from my childhood and I'll go back to Brigham in three weeks and 
he'll give me the projector reel and I'll <laughs> reminisce about Brigham City. It really hasn't changed that much. <laughs> well, that's the other thing that I thought was kind of funny about it is like it's a movie about an Italian director, but it's made by an Italian director. So it's like partly autobiographical. But I just looked, I was looking to see if he'd made any other movies that I recognized. And he was like 33 when he made this. Like, how are you that nostalgic at 33? I mean, I don't know. I guess I have a streak of that in me, but I don't know if I have enough of a streak to make a movie like that. Do you ever think about Saugus High School and Santa Clarita and just how much it's changed since 1998? Sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like nostalgic for my like childhood and my experiences and things like that. Like, and like freshman year BYU. I mean, that's a good example. There are a lot of things about that that I miss that are like just gone. Like you go back and DT like doesn't exist, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think I've ever lived anywhere that has like such a community that no longer exists for me to miss like it did in this movie. All right, so we're going to go around and do favorite scenes. <clears throat> Start with Jason. What's your favorite scene? Favorite scene? I am not prepared for this. All right, Jessica, what's your favorite scene? I queued up. It's purely because of the shot during the funeral. There's a shot from the top of the casket. I'm going to screen share so you guys can look at this with me. Ah, oh, disabled. Anyways, there's Mary, this. Enable the screen share. Or can you not do it? Just make her oh, no. a cover. Hang on, hang on. It's in the security setting. I'll allow it. It's allowed. So this shot through the back of the hearse, I love it because it's a movie about movies, right? And you look at this and you see everyone. Hold on, are you are you sharing? Am I? Oh, I haven't gone through yet. Share. And you say, see all of the important characters there in the back of the hearse. And it, I saw it and I was like, it's like a TV screen. It's like, you're looking at these people, you're watching their lives. It's like movie within a movie. That's, that's fun. That's, that's all. I was thinking about my funeral and how I want a procession. That sounds great. And I also want an inquest. <laughs> and I also want a... Uh, to be cremated and my ashes spread over the South Unqua River in Roseburg, Oregon. <laughs> Should Should be written. Nope. Let it be done. I, I want it to be memorized. You have to only have four pallbearers <laughs> carrying you upstairs, and it looks like they're almost going to drop you. That's right. That definitely <laughs> happened in this movie. That was awesome. That's your favorite scene, Jessica? Just the, the funeral? Yeah. It's really good. It's a great shot. It's a it great is shot. Good. It is. What about you, Anthony? And, and any scene where the little kid is doing hijinks because I love a tiny hat. Yeah. Hijinks are great. Anthony? Um, so I think my favorite scene was... 
when like they had already shown the movie a couple times during the day and it was getting close to midnight and people were going to break into the cinema and and alfredo says to toto well should we give the people what they want and then he i don't i couldn't tell he reflects it some way to have it project onto one of the buildings in the plaza and then he should, says we should, something about like should we make it really special and then he broadcasts the sound and the priest tries to get them to sell tickets and they're like no they have, we all own the plaza and um i really like that i i like all of the things that had to do with uh bringing the cinema into real life or bringing real life into the cinema um because there was a few times where Alfredo tried to say the cinema isn't real life, but uh, but over and over again, the movie contended with that. And, but that was probably my favorite scene. And Alfredo always had like words of wisdom mm-hmm. and they thought he was all smart. And he just, cause he's seen these movies hundreds of times. He's just quoting John Wayne or whatever it was. <laughs> all right, Carrie, what was your favorite scene? Anthony took mine actually. I just I love the music and just seeing it like appear and how like magical that was for Toto. But I'll, I'll choose a different one. Um, I love the part near the beginning where he sees Alfredo on the bicycle, and so you see like the little wheels turning, and then he fakes like hurting his ankle, and so Alfredo has to ride him on his handlebars, and Alfredo knows that he's just being cheeky and didn't actually get hurt, but just treasures that time with that little boy and just the little conversations that they have with each other. And, you know, they nitpick at each other and tease and insult each other, but, you know, Alfredo just loves him and will always, you know, have that spot open for him. So anyway, yeah, that's my favorite. See, Jason, Alfredo's a good guy. Yeah. Until the end. (laughs) John, did you say yours? No, but we already talked about it. I really liked the uh, the shot where he's walking down the alley and all the plates are coming out the windows and yeah. then the fireworks go off in the background. I really liked that, like the composition of that shot. I just thought it was really good. And I guess my other one, since we already talked about that one, is uh, when Toto is first running the projection booth and Alfredo comes back in and you see him after his accident for the first time, That one was that one got me. It was very emotional, but I didn't cry because I don't really do that. Sorry, guys. You didn't cry during the movie? Not this one. Not even like when Jason, did you cry? Isn't that a segment? Did Jason cry in this movie? That's a segment. I did Jason, you didn't? You would have cried in the theatrical. Oh, man. I'm sure I would. Nobody cried when he's watching like alfredo's cut of all the kissing scenes and how much time alfredo must have spent making that real I got, oh I man cried. i cried a few times but this is my movie so Funny you guys, you've part. seen one kiss you've seen them all <laughs> rachel what when did you stop watching what was the last thing you remember um helene that was when i decided it was time to go to sleep because i'm not into romance <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to go on for a long time, and I think I was right. Um, <laughs> right to only sleep. in the director's cut, <laughs> not in the theatrical. 
What was your but, favorite, Rachel? So this is really the saddest part was um, I knew that there was going to be a fire. I didn't, I didn't know the details of what was going to happen, but. Yeah, it was foreshadowed with how flammable the film was in his childhood home. Yeah, so that was very moving when it was Alfredo and then um, the, main, the main character, whatever Toto. his name is. Toto. Toto went and saved him. Everybody else ran away, even though they knew that the, he was, Alfredo was up there if he was playing the movie and moving it around, but Toto saved him. So I agree with Sean, but uh, I would have to say that my oddly and I don't like want to watch people I like I closed my eyes like it was incredibly sad you know but um if I think about it I can probably like figure out how meaningful that that was or why it was meaningful you know yeah and my favorite was when they were taking the test (laughs) and Toto loved how hard Alfredo was struggling and just snickering the whole time. And he had all the answers on a separate piece of paper and he threw it to him. And that was like the best acting, I think, of the movie with Alfredo just hamming it up. And I loved it. He was so good. Well, the was fact that-, that Toto is such a smart little kid, but he was still cheating, even though he didn't have to. Like the fact uh-huh. that he had all the answers like that. It came prepared. Yep. All right, Carrie, what else is different between the two versions? So it's my understanding, too, that in the director's cut, Toto actually sees a prostitute, but in the theatrical cut, he does not. Like, before he starts pursuing Elena. Is that true, Jason? Does he do that? Do you see him, like, coming out of the little prostitute room at the theater? Um, there was a scene that we fast-forwarded that... <laughs> that uh, seemed to include something along those lines. Um, Well, I think Jason actually did a really good job of going through, as we were going through the synopsis of what was different, but basically Alfredo was a good guy. He was a little off after the accident and before Toto left, but, um, you know, he loved Toto. He was, you know, like a father figure to him. the whole scene, Elena, 30 years later, like that didn't happen except for that tiny clip in the um, end credits, but only of the VHS version, like I said earlier. <laughs> so was there any like cut scenes from young Toto or like childhood Toto or teen Toto, or was it mostly just old Toto and um, Elena? I, I think there was um, some teen you know, I, I haven't seen the director's cut, so this is just mostly through reading and looking up YouTube videos of like what I Jason said, right? What's that? The bathroom scene that you mentioned. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what that's all about. Well, we have it. We have the DVD and theatrical version. It came from the library. It's a two-disc DVD, and I'm not going to watch the other one. <laughs> No, thanks. No, I like, I know this is weird, but I felt physically sick last night after finding out what was in the director's cut. Like just all of that weird adultery stuff 30 years later, that was like, no, that is not this movie. That it's not the message. That's not right. And I was, yeah, 
it just felt very disillusioning, I guess. So I'm going to keep to my theatrical version and the director's cut can go shove it because it's not. That, that movie seems to be a movie more about Toto and Elena. And like the movie seems to be about Toto and Alfredo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that right, Jason? No. It, it, I mean, you know, it feels like a two-parter. It's like Toto and Alfredo and the relationship they build. And then he falls in love and he like his focus becomes Elena and then she leaves. And then he's like, he's aimless, but then essentially Alfredo says, get the heck out of here. And then, uh, and then he, he but like, <laughs> the, the, like old Toto is, uh, a wreck of a human like yeah he's successful but he's not like a happy person he's not he, he doesn't he's not fulfilled he doesn't feel fulfilled he, he 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 finds her and feels fulfilled at that point but that's like and then he's gonna it feels like he's gonna have a relationship with her in the future or something it, it leaves it ambiguous so is it what jessica was saying where alfredo's advice was wrong and he should have stayed with his roots and yes. not chased success. No, no. This is premised <laughs> on the function. Uh, this, this is all premised on, on the idea that pursuing love, it's a, comp- it's like, it's, a, it's a compromise. You either pursue love or you pursue success. Yeah. That's nonsense. No, it's not pursue love. It's abandon your roots and get away from your hometown. Why can't you do that with a spouse? I don't get that. Well, I couldn't stay in Brigham City and be as successful as I am right now. That's for sure. Yeah. So but you leave can visit. with your freaking wife. I don't get. I don't, why is she that wasn't hard? there? She did. She wasn't there anymore. Like yeah, she she left. Go find her and be successful tried. somewhere else. He did try to. He did try to follow her. Oh, oh, and another thing it's not even just army. about Elena, right? Like <laughs> if he left and he just had Elena, would he have been both successful and happy? Maybe. Who cares? I don't know, but he like left everyone that loved him and everyone that he loved and he left the place that made him who he was. And I contend that in the theatrical version, he is still a wreck of a human being, even though we don't see all the yeah. bad stuff that happens. Sorry, I'm trying to center myself. Um he's still not happy. He's still not fulfilled. He still doesn't have love. He doesn't have satisfaction. He doesn't have fulfillment. Well, that's what his mom was saying because there's like a new girl on the phone every time she calls. Right? Well, and it but seemed he- like the, the mom was like justifying what he had done too. Like, right. oh, you had to go away. Like, I understand that you didn't come back. And I'm just thinking about what my mom would do if I didn't visit her for 30 years. She would not say that. She would, yeah, she would be mad. <laughs> it did, they, in, in at least my version, they made it sound like he flew his mom out every once in a while yeah. or something. I, I was going to say both his mom and Alfredo's widow seemed to, seemed to be trying to tell him what he hadn't learned was that he had made the right choice that he should find fulfillment in the life that because like alfredo was 
the other version of his life was Alfredo's life. And Alfredo was sad to have that life. Yeah, and, Alfredo was stuck in a projection booth living vicariously through movies where the world was happening outside and he was just <clears throat> stuck up in the heat and stuck up in the cold. So Alfredo was like, you don't want to be a projectionist all your life. Get out of here. If you don't get out, out of here, you're going to end up like me. Right. So maybe then the message is not that one or the other choice is correct. It's that maybe you shouldn't spend your life constantly looking at the other side and thinking that's the better choice. It's kind of like the, uh, the adjustment bureau. Have you ever seen the adjustment bureau movie Mm -hmm. where there's adjusters come in and they have a certain plan. I think you saw it, but you didn't like it. It's dumb. (laughs) It's not good. I don't remember. It's got, um, what's his name? Is that the one with Justin Timberlake? Matt Damon. Matt Damon and Emily Blunt. Blunt. Yeah. And it starts out great and then ends uh, like it, it falters and then just falls flat. But but the idea is you could either be successful or have love and they spoiler alert, keep their love and be successful. Uh, that's how I feel about like La La Land. They could have chosen, like, he didn't like. I don't know. They were happy in both scenarios. He was he was happy in both scenarios, but I think he was more happy. He would have been more happy in the together scenario than the apart scenario. I don't know. I, the the whole thing like you're either you sacrifice. I don't know. I hate I hate that. That that I disagree wholeheartedly with that. It's a false um, dichotomy. It's not like an either or. There's a middle ground. Exactly. Exactly. You know what? I choose love. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chad. But at the same time, like you make choices. Yes, you might be professionally successful. You might have a successful relationship, but you make choices which take away other choices. Like that everyone can relate to that yes but the all or nothing idea is nonsense now i i will i'll admit like yeah i get it if you're singularly focused on exactly one thing either one way or the other then yes you'll have more success or you'll have more happiness with your family or whatever right but no, like not most people aren't singularly focused on exactly one thing and they're they're a mixture of both you know I, I also feel like we're kind of conflating him staying home and him ending up with Elena or Elena however you say your name uh, not I'm necessary. conflating him with continuing to build and develop relationships that are not romantic but that are loving I think so, if you say like the chances of him meeting someone new there or even her coming back again you know i i think she thought that he had given up on her i don't think there are any where there were any girls like it, it looked like a dead <laughs> a dead ghost town it was just a bunch of bros and yeah there were her. old men there were old women and there were young boys and that's it that's it yeah there were priests and his little sister so that we saw one time that's what you'd be consigning toto to then yeah jessica <laughs> Alfredo was right. <laughs> Alfredo's well, a jerk. We, we missed a couple of segments. The one segment is where's Paul? Anthony? 
I don't have any current updates on <laughs> And the other segment that's new is is Carrie in a new house? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, How's I am. the new house? It's great. There's no rats. <laughs> There's no mysterious noises. Things are clean. <laughs> There's room for everything. There's wash altar in the backyard. <laughs> uh, what? Oh, yeah. The squash altar. There's, What's a squash um, altar? There, so there used to be a fixture. I don't know the right word for it. And it looks like it was from the first season of True Detective. It looked like something <laughs> had been used to be sacrificed there. But really, it was just like this makeshift thing that the previous owner's parents built for their garden for like squash to grow up on or like, you know, like cucumbers or whatever. I, I could imagine a scene in the Blair Witch Project where they yeah. get out of their tent in the morning and that's out there and they're freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Well, well yeah. are you going to plant a garden like Jason? That's the plan. Yeah. I finally get my garden. Yay. Gardens are great. What are you are you chewing on what are you chewing on, Jason? Uh, blackberries and raspberries from my garden. Nice. Nice. And that's why we need to move back to Brigham City. Yep. And visit Brig- Jason. Oh yeah. We gotta go to Brigham City. <laughs> hey, you gonna you guys gonna swing by and eat some fruit from my garden? I will. Rachel's gonna stay in Las Vegas. And I'm gonna take all the kids. So she can get a weekend alone for the first time ever. Sounds exciting, Rachel. It's extremely exciting. <laughs> extremely. Is is there a new segment today called "What's Rachel gonna do with her free time"? <laughs> but what's Rachel? Chad, I'm not cleaning the house, so it better be clean before they leave. Smart <laughs> for you, Rachel. Oh yeah, and did Care Bear Mare like it? That's another uh, she segment. Liked it. it was sad, and she was upset at Alfredo. And but overall, and, and out. I mean that your addition, the uh, Toto was a jerk too. Why was Toto a jerk? I mean he's a creep, chasing yeah, after kind of Elena at the very end. Old man Toto was no good. Uh, but you know, Elena's no better. Elena's the worst. <laughs> Did I miss any other segments? Anybody? Nope. Are we doing hot or not? Or is that just for some like a hot? <laughs> that was that was, yeah, that was just, that was a one timer. Okay. Hot or not. Dot com. Cinema Paradiso or cinema is the opposite of paradise. Paradise, In, no. Infierno. Oh. I like how like cobwebbed uh, the theater had become in just six years. <laughs> it was like it was like it was sitting there for thirty years. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fun. Uh, did you guys notice like the the movie posters in the? Uh... The, the got naughty, got naughty <laughs> to to try to attract more people, even though it was like a dying, dying art. 
Mm-hmm. Also, I loved how it was just like a, a, a small building and they had to dynamite it. Why didn't they just bring a bulldozer? I loved how they had to blow it up. And everyone stood in like, it was very dramatic. It what was, was like with the people running in front of the, the rubble. Like, what was that about? Yeah, that was interesting. I thought that was like a foil for when it originally burned down and you had the crazy guy running around and laughing, like, and how it kind of shows like even in really tragic, meaningful moments, there's going to be things that are disrupting it and like not making it like that perfect moment, if that makes sense. I don't know. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yes. so I think that sounds right and good. So... Yeah, it was, it was right and good so and true. Yeah. Um, any other things about the movie? Uh, one thing I noticed this time that I didn't notice as much before is how much everyone will look at something then look down and then look up at that thing again. And that got really distracting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I missed that. That's probably on your up team I mean, viewing I that you'll notice that these things. Times, but... They were looking at the subtitles too. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, no tears, Jason. Did you feel any feels? I'm so upset that I watched a completely and utterly different movie. Like sometimes the director's cut just adds nonsense, like just like random tidbits to a movie. And it's like, it doesn't add anything. It doesn't really take away anything. It's just, it's just, but this is a completely, absolutely different movie between the two. Oh my gosh. I am, I am upset at that fact. Yeah. When Toto was in his private theater and he was like, just crying, thinking about Alfredo and his childhood and all these cut scenes that Alfredo uh, collated for him. I mean, that just tugged on my heartstrings. I don't know. You must be a heart of stone, Jason. Uh, yeah, that didn't do it for me because I was distracted. <laughs> I was absolutely distracted by the fact of like, well, what is he going to do now? They they had this tryst. Is he going to just like walk away from the love of his life? No, wait, so that was still the end of the movie? Or is he going to try to like win her back? Like I He's was going to wait outside her house for three yeah, months. Yeah, stalk her for longer. Or open her window again. Like I couldn't appreciate all the kissing scenes because I was too distracted by the fact that they just did this thing and now he's going to like walk away. No, he's going to fight for her, obviously. And then suddenly uh, the husband dies and, you know, who knows what happens there. The worst is when teen Toto and teen uh, Elena would like kiss and they would they would just like they would op- <laughs> they would open their mouths and then just like. They would just like put, they just like kissed with, it was so gross. I hated it so much. They were really bad at it. They were so bad. They were just teenagers. They're just figuring it out. They're first timers. Yeah, but it was just, but they, how many scenes? And it was like prolonged kissing scenes too. It was just horrible. Chad was just a natural, I guess. Just like open mouth. <laughs> <laughs> just touch your, 
just touch your lips together with your mouth slightly agape. Just like, <laughs> like all the kisses yeah, don't from pucker. Don't do anything. <laughs> all the kisses from the old movies felt like two people just sticking their faces against each other really hard and so yeah so those kisses were like the opposite like let's just kind of stick our faces softly against each other with our mouths open yeah. but they were all awkward movie kisses uh, oh yeah they were that is a, a running joke between me and my wife of the awkward movie kiss oftentimes they're just like they're just like coming at each other really fast and you're like you better be puckering up because you're about to slam teeth together you know <laughs> Rachel, are you driving? <laughs> San Francisco? <laughs> I have She's to got go. her seatbelt on. <laughs> yeah, I noticed I the seatbelt. Rachel, get out of here. <laughs> Everyone say bye to Rachel. Bye, Rachel. Bye, Rachel. Bye, Rachel. Bye, Rachel. <laughs> oh, wait a second. You can't That's go anywhere right. yet. Are okay. you? Gonna, we're going to pick the next movie. Me? I'm picking Is Rachel going to pick? Well, has every everyone's picked, right? Correct. And I pick like three times. <laughs> so yeah, pick it. Yeah, let's hear the list. Maybe a room with a view, maybe. Oh, I love that movie. Room with a view. Yeah, choose that. I read the book too. And has the book. What else? What other movies are on your list? Um, Fire in the Sky. Yep. Not the alien abduction one? Sure yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, why not? <laughs> I totally forgot about that movie. Eevee, I saw that. or something or whatever his name is. UFOs are real, guys. And there's something called My Octopus Teacher. I haven't heard of that. I think that that's not a movie. Really that's a, that's a mini it's, series. That's a TV show on Netflix. I thought it was a documentary. It is. Is it like... Oh, is it a movie? Is it a documentary? I, think, I mean, it got nominated for the Academy Award. I don't remember if it won or not. But it's an uh, hour and a half long, so I'm going to say it's a movie. I vote oh. for A Room with a View. It's a very good one. All right, we're going to do it. It's got full frontal nudity yeah. in it. It Be has prepared, Jason. full male nudity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not non-sexual though so that makes it's not sexual you know, and it's kind of far joyful. away yeah one time me and rachel were watching that movie with my aunt and my mom because they came down to provo to do education week and that scene came on we're like what <laughs> <laughs> i forgot all about that scene so i was a little bit embarrassed <laughs> In front of Chelsea. Very, very, uh, conservative. very conservative aunt. Yeah. I, I guess I know what the room. I don't think your mom cared, but your aunt, I think, was a little embarrassed. Yep. I guess we know what the, the room had a view of, right? Yeah. Boo. Boo. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you, Rachel. Wait, did she commit to that Hi. one or what? Yeah, we're doing that one. Yeah, I don't think we're going to do fire in the sky this time. <laughs> that sounds good, though. How about Now and Then? I picked that up from the library. Now and Then, 90s movie. It's a, it's a beautiful story of uh, girls, Miss Rosie O'Donnell, 
in the what's maybe the sixties or seventies. I don't know. Yeah. Everybody's oh, wow. like, uh, I was. I remember that movie. I remember it. I totally forgot that movie existed. I haven't thought about this for like twenty years. I saw it at the last. <laughs> And I was like, hmm, I'll pick that up. But you don't have to watch it, I promise. This is really Anyone sexist, know? but I like boy coming of age movies a lot better than girl coming of age movies. <laughs> <laughs> like Sandlot or Now and Then. Like Sandlot, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Super <laughs> 8, <laughs> fantastic <laughs> movie. I, don't, I think that's a false dichotomy. It's more like Sandlot <laughs> and Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Those are like more yeah, level better. for me. And Donnie Darko. Mm-hmm. It holds up. I like it. It does? Yeah. Oh, good. Do you think Jake Gyllenhaal had continued showering at that point in his life? Does he not shower now? That's been one of like the big things is like celebrities coming out that they like don't bathe very much. And Jake Gyllenhaal is one of those celebrities that said said in an interview that he like doesn't shower very often. That's hilarious. Uh, When are we doing this? Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. It's going to be in September. And guess what? It can be any time in September. So does anybody have any weeks that they don't want it to be? Because I'm thinking like, keep it a Tuesday maybe and call it the 14th or the 21st. Should we do the uh, equinox? Yes. 21st. How's that sound to everyone? Okay. Is this too late, Jessica, or do we need to go earlier? Please do Please don't or do. You want to go earlier, Mayor? I think my answer has to be this is fine. (laughs) It is pretty late, but earlier. She wants it earlier. It's okay. No, it's fine. For me to continue to attend on Tuesdays, it needs to be this late. Oh, so six thirty is good. I mean, seven thirty for you, Anthony. I think so. We'll see if the baby's hanging out or not, because she's often up late. Well, all my kids are running around, I guess, and have been all day since Rachel went and hiked Mount Charleston Peak, and I stayed home working all day. <laughs> Guys, we're having a great time in Las Vegas. Oh, you're mute. Oh, see ya. Bye. Rachel's still driving. It's bad news. Uh, All right. So the 21st? I think so. Yeah. It sounds like Rachel wants you to move to Utah. Oh, no. She wants to have a garden. Yeah. What are you waiting for in Vegas? Waiting for her to have a garden? You can't grow a garden in Vegas. I don't I have any can. soil. I've got a pool and a patio, and that's pretty much it. There's no like, there's no even rooms for planters boxes. And if I did, they would just get scorched. But I have a hydroponic herb garden that's doing great. Can you see it in the background there in the mirror? Oh, yeah. Kind of see it in reverse. 
And yeah, it's reversed hydroponic <laughs> garden. At 8.30, the light's going to come on. So I've got Thai basil, regular basil, thyme, parsley, mint. That's it. Those things. What are you going to do with all that basil? Oh, man, that basil's going crazy. I used some today. I put it in my spaghetti sauce with some olive oil. It's an enhancer. I have never used the Thai basil, though. And that thing grows like great, crazy. I have a great recipe. For Thai basil? Mm -hmm. I love Thai basil. Huh. No, I just have to keep on trimming it and throw it away. Thai basil is a little licorice right? Yeah, it mm -hmm. smells licorice -y. It's really good, though. Yeah, especially if you like Thai food. I love curries. Mm -hmm. There's a, a recipe called Thai basil chicken. That's really good, but it turns out they don't use that Thai basil. They use one called holy basil. So Carrie grew some for me for that, and it wasn't good. We had so much holy basil, and it just was not very good at all. We didn't use hardly any and of I it. I kept coming back as volunteers the next year, too, so mm -hmm. I, I couldn't nice. get rid of the holy basil. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll start thinking, Jason and Anthony, of what we want to do on uh, Labor Day. Or if we want to like gather at a park and have like a picnic and invite like escape from Q hall people. I think Jared's there now too. I think that'd be fun to meet up with Jared and get Will there. Uh, I, I don't know. This what is your guys' chance to have a pirate revelry. <laughs> a soiree? A pirate soiree. I was trying to remember what word he used. <laughs> All right, so it's going to be yeah. a room with a view. I'm not sure if that's streaming. Does anybody know? It's on HBO, HBO Max. Yeah, Anthony never got me the HBO Max credentials so I could watch that QAnon documentary. Did you find a different way to watch it? No, I never did. Are you still interested or is it too... Is it, is uh, it it's kind of... It's too sad now. The moment has passed. It's passed. I'm over. QAnon was always sad. <laughs> that's true well i was listening to other like uh podcasts about it and then it got sad like the more that you find and know about things the sadder things are it's <laughs> mm, good all right um did we miss anything else anthony business I really feel like we're missing a segment. It's okay. We haven't talked about um, live action role playing at all, besides <laughs> mentioning the pirate soiree. So that's probably what it is. That's true. Where's Will? <laughs> oh, man. I need to get a better sense of Jessica and Carrie's interests so that, so that we can get a segment focused on them each time yeah what are you guys up to top five hobbies and passions in your life what are your three passions one passion what's your passion right now <laughs> from five to three to one no i went to five hobbies All right, let's move to on. three passions yeah it's too to hard to passion. come up with one even and I, I i don't know why you would expect us to have three are you going first jessica yeah, Jessica, what's oh, your passion? Oh, now that I have a good answer for that question. 
my top passions right now are watching TV and sleeping. Those are wonderful. How's your sleep? <laughs> it's, it's okay. Should that be a segment? How's Jessica? Yeah, how's your sleep? How's your sleep? I'm tired. Oh. That's how my sleep is. We normally talk about like Marvel miniseries on uh, Disney Plus. I need to and get how, up. And how Jason's never caught up either. Yeah. You have to be watching What If now. Loki's done. I watched the trailer to What If. Is it going to be good? I don't have it time to watch all this. I'm, I have to watch director's cuts of stupid. <laughs> you need to go back and watch the theatrical version because we did not do the assignment. <laughs> oh, I watch so many movies and yeah, a lot of yeah. TV. I watch stuff all that's that's just what people do, right? Is just watch things. Oh Man, yeah, I was gonna mention more. like when the film was on fire. It reminded me of like the ending of Inglorious Bastards, where like King that theater too. was, like, and all the film like blew up, and they killed Hitler, and it was like great. That reminded me of uh, uh, the artist when the film start. Oh by. yeah, the artist. That's right. That was Jason's pick back in 2020. The. Um... The movie that I thought of while watching it was Goodwill Hunting. Uh, if Will Hunting like went back to Southie when Robin Williams died, <laughs> like oh, that's, yeah. that's what the movie would be. That's a, oh yeah. Alfredo gives like Ben Affleck's speech from that movie is like the best part of my day is when I get to your door. Ten seconds before I get to your door, and you're not going to be there. No goodbye, no see you later, no nothing. Like that. That's the the speech Alfredo gives to him. Says, get out of here, don't ever see me again. <laughs> Basically. Well, I guess Alfredo's the good guy, and he was correct. So Ben Affleck wins, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, Carrie, what's your passions? Um I, these days, well, always, but especially since the pandemic, I've gotten super into Legend of Zelda. I even have a Legend of Zelda t-shirt on. And it's not just that you got lucky, like she has many Legend of Zelda t-shirts that she's always wearing. (laughs) It's not just since the pandemic, like as long as I've known Carrie, she's been constantly playing Legend of Zelda. But I mean, like that has saved my sanity during the pandemic when you're at home. Which game are you playing the most? Yeah, which Um, one? Ocarina on the 64? I, well, this, this is embarrassing. So this- It's not embarrassing. (laughs) It's it's a little embarrassing. No, it's not. Listen, this is embarrassing. (laughs) Since, I mean, I've played almost all of these games already, but since the pandemic hit, I beat, all of them for like <laughs> for like all consoles except for Skyward Sword. I finally got the Switch version because I hate the Wii version where you're like killing your wrist. But uh-huh. I did Twilight Princess. I've beaten Breath of the Wild multiple times. What what's your top three Zelda games? Um I love oh gosh I don't know probably I love Ocarina of Time, Breath of the Wild. And I mean, I view like a link to the past and a link between worlds as practice. What's the one where he turns into a wolf? 
That's Twilight Princess. I like that okay. That's what I don't my know. Kids Wind play. Waker is a fantastic. My kids game. play that one on the Wii, the Twilight yeah. Princess one. And then the Ocarina on the 64. Yeah. So I, I've beaten, I don't know how many games that is, like 10 or 12 Legend of Zelda games since the pandemic. Do you play any of like the Game Boy Advance ones or? Yeah, the Oracle of Ages and Oracle uh-huh. of Seasons. I got those on my DS and beat them. I beat Majora's, I 100% in Majora's Mask this summer with my sister with the strategy guide because there's no way to do it otherwise. Do you watch like YouTube walkthroughs and then go follow them? Or Sometimes you... if there's like a part where I'm stuck at. My sister has been doing it with me too. Like I owned one t-shirt before the pandemic and now I have like over a dozen maybe wow. says, it's kind of embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> well and you've it's also weird. been playing the uh what are those ones you play with peter that aren't even real zelda games oh age of calamity yeah hyrule warriors definitive edition yeah they're just like <laughs> button mashing games where there's like just hordes of enemies and you're just randomly mm-hmm. you know killing all of them really fast but they, they put zelda characters in it so I normally them. don't like those games, but it's really satisfying for some reason, especially playing it with Peter because he gets yeah. Peter play. likes them, so they bond over it. So it's not that embarrassing, but like it's yeah. gone I'm beyond. It's okay. gone beyond like the canonical core Zelda games to all the weird <laughs> other ones. <laughs> the only reason I know what you're talking about is because the kids will just watch walkthroughs on YouTube. Yeah. On on the smart TV, so it's like on the TV and not just on the computer. I'll just watch Zelda walkthroughs. So I, I've seen all those games that you're saying, mm-hmm. but then they got really into like the Mario ones where like the Mario throws his top hat around and jumps around and all the worlds are like 3D. And that, That's a good one. I 100%ed that one. So I'm not innocent either. <laughs> we don't want, we don't play video games. We just watch them on YouTube at my house. <laughs> I also it's, like it's less paint. stressful. I, I've been doing a lot of painting. I mean, I got my degree in art, so mostly watercolor oh and I started my job on Monday so I'm very tired but it's satisfying um who do you teach I teach art for um kinder through fifth grade at a little private school cool this is my fifth year there nice oh man you guys got like double income and two kids in school uh, no, life. I, I make like nothing. I'm it's probably... not much of a second income. No, it yeah. isn't. Like at all. Well, I guess the oh, big thing I'll, is I'll two be... kids in school. You don't have no, ne- next <laughs> Next month, I'll be starting my after school art and sewing classes that I offer there. So that will literally double my income, which still isn't very much. Nice. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> Help us get this house a little bit. If, if I earned $1,000 a year, Jan- Jana would say that was amazing. <laughs> like she, <laughs> she would say that's a dual income family. Like, so like whatever you're doing is great. Thanks. It definitely helps. Sean, what are your passions? Oh boy. Oh wait a second. Think Movie about it. Club? Jessica, what TV <laughs> shows have you been watching? I just watched Ted Lasso season one for the second time. Oh, I heard that show's amazing. It's I heard so it's good. good, you guys. It's really good. Um, Is that on HBO too? That's an Apple TV oh, okay. show. But it's worth this 
the second season's almost over. So if you don't have it, you should like get the free trial and just mainlight it all in that week. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched all of VR during the pandemic. <laughs> VR, are like, aren't there like 20 years of VR? There's like 15 VR. seasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just am almost done watching all of Great British Bake Off, which I never watched before. Have you seen the the Dairy Girls edition? I haven't yet. I've been waiting. It's so good. Because I love Dairy Girls. It's so funny. I love Dairy so. Girls and Dairy Girls on Great British Bake Off with Paul's piercing blue eyes. Oh, man. Magic. It's so I've heard good. it's really good. Paul Hollywood. Paul Hollywood. Yeah, but I'm into the the like post BBC seasons now. So it's not quite as good, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Name a show. I've probably watched it. I just like always have the, something going on in the background. Did you watch like the uh, Loki and WandaVisions? Yeah. All of that stuff is filmed not too far from where we live. So. Oh yeah. They always have like the Georgia with the peach symbol on all those yeah. shows. There's a neighborhood that we would really, that we hope to be able to live in that's across the street, not because of this, but it's across the street from the studio where they actually film a lot of the uh, Marvel movies. It's just a nice neighborhood. I was not a Marvel person before the pandemic, and now it's like half of my personality, I Oh man. It's been a rough year for us all, Anthony. Loki's, the two Loki's. Oh man, they're so good. Oh, look, I got I got a Marvel shirt on too, Anthony. (laughs) Nice. I just have blueberries on my shirt. So has everybody watched WandaVision and Loki? Oh, not yet. Don't see me. No, just me and Anthony. I just wanted to get a read on which one you guys liked better. Oh, Loki. Loki. Loki was amazing. Okay. I was on board for the wild ride and it was a wild ride and not expected at all. Loki is with the best of the movies for me. Okay. WandaVision's uh, up there. I loved WandaVision. I I think I liked WandaVision better. And I hope that this isn't spoilery, but watching Loki just made me realize that Tom Hiddleston is not really a good like action actor. It was very distracting watching him try and act in like green screen scenes. And that's all I'm gonna say about it. I loved all the Lokis. I oh, loved man. I loved I Owen him. Wilson. He's just so great. He really is. He really elevates everything that he's in. Wow. 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 He says, he says how at one point during the season, so he never says wow. He, he <laughs> says how. He doesn't say wow. All right, Sean, we were back to you on passions. I've been thinking about it this whole time and I don't have any passions. I feel like I'm in between passions right now. Like I, we're so busy with moving and everything that whenever I have free time, I'm like, okay, got to put a ceiling fan in Peter's room, got to fix the back gate. Like there's just all this little stuff. Yeah. So then when I have free time, I'm like, wait, what do I like to do again? So I'll come up with something next time. (laughs) 
I just look forward to my lunches at home with a book next to the pool with my shorts pulled up and I have ridiculously tan thighs right now. <laughs> That's my passion. That's what I look forward to every day. That's great. It's a really good passion. I used to have a diet Mountain Dew and it's been a week and I haven't had it and my eyes twitching for a little bit and I just don't drink any caffeine or soda anymore for a week. And I was, I was going to give it two weeks and then I'm going to go back to it. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor. I, that's all we talk about are my passions. So we can. That's about true. So what? No taking in berries. No garden is his passion. Rep Clint's reptiles. Not really my uh, passion. But. So like, give me a no, five second explainer on what Clint's reptiles is. It is a YouTube channel that me, well, me and my wife, Clint and his wife, and Will and his wife, we all started together. And it is Clint's passion is reptiles, and he's an educator. So we put him on camera, and it kind of took off. Cool. Awesome. Unexpected. Millions of views on YouTube and over 350,000 followers, subscribers. And how many videos? Uh, Too many. I don't know. Uh, 300 plus. It's been going for years. And that's what he does every week. Is it one a week? This summer, we've been doing two a week, which has been exhausting, which I'm I'm distracted because I'm prepping the export of Wednesday's video. (laughs) Oh, man, that sounds like so much work and edit because I have to take this audio file and transfer it to MP from MP4 to MP3 so I can put it into my Camtasia or not Camtasia uh, audacity so I can add (laughs) some song at the or at the beginning and then export that as an mp3 put it over to anchor and title it and that seems like a lot of work and I don't have to do any editing (laughs) yes uh thankfully um I'm no longer the editor uh nice we have a we have a guy that does that now so that's been a lifesaver well I should say a week a weeknight saver Awesome. And we'll come back to Sean. Anthony, what are your passions? You're back to Marvel or anything else? Uh, I mean, just reading and writing all the time. The re- I, yeah. I, think, I think Marvel has picked up as I've, as I've been reading less. I've been sad how little I've read this year. Yeah, we used to have a segment of like, what people have read and what I should read. And Sean would list off a bunch of books. I also did you ever read them? In how little I've been reading. So no, I, I did. Uh, there was that one where like the, the kids oh, got on fire. Nothing to that see was, here. Nothing that to was, see here was, that was a great, it was book. really good. And I still think about that book now. And then I also still think about a movie. What was it? Francis Ha. I still mm-hmm. think about that movie once in a while and I'm like, yeah, Francis Ha. That really impacted me. <laughs> like that was, that like was a that lot of movie. feels in that movie. Yeah, but the, Sean's got some good books. We were reading some westerns that World he recommended. And then there was one 
about like, oh man, I can't remember what it, it was too depressing. And then I stopped reading it. <laughs> well, Anthony was, had some sci-fi short stories that I added to my list that I keep almost starting. I'll get to those. But. Yeah, those were good. I remember those mm-hmm. recommendations. Most of the time, the books that I read, I don't think other, I love them and I don't think other people would like them very much. So I like, I have to like come up with those, those examples, like this. Oh, here's one sci-fi thing I read. Because <laughs> what you other read is like flow of consciousness, like James Joyce style. Right. Um, <laughs> have, don't, in the sci-fi vein, uh, there's a trilogy of books by a Chinese author named, I think his name's like Sishun Liu. I don't know. It's like one of the books is called The Dark Forest. Um, but uh, I think you would like those books, Chad. Um, huh. It's a, I'm trying, I don't, The Three Body Problem. The Three Body Problem, the, yeah. I remember uh, hearing a review of this of series and it was supposed to be really good. Yeah, you you recommended that before, and I read most of the first one. Oh, okay. And it got it got sad. Stop <laughs> <laughs> reading. Yeah, I stopped it. Oh, it was due, and I had to take it back. The new, the second book is really really interesting. I think the second book might might be the best of the trilogy. Yeah, there's like aliens, and they're trying to like, yeah. It's interesting for sure. The start it started out really sad with like the parents getting yeah killed, killed by the <laughs> like the communist regime or whatever comes yeah. in. Are we all, right, all supposed to be reading Dune? Isn't that movie? Oh yeah, Anthony has October? Dune coming along. October, you got to prep. There it is. In October. In, I thought it was like December. I'm 28 October. pages in. Have you? <laughs> Have all of you read Dune before, or is this the first time read through? I haven't read it. <laughs> it's just I, I've read it three times or so. Really, I've read it about a million times. And then I've listened to probably four of the sequels until it got so weird um, <laughs> that I stopped. Is it, kind of, is it the kind of book I can just read the first one and that's enough? Yeah, just yeah, read Dune. That's what most people do. It yeah. gets too weird later on, anyways. And the it gets one. so weird but yeah the first one still holds up book one is a great book okay <laughs> everyone's like i don't know it seems pretty long <laughs> it is really long but it's a great what book. spoiler alert duncan idaho never mind i won't talk about it in the futures of talking about the thousands iterations of duncan idaho <laughs> Spoiler alert. No, I won't say any spoilers. I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. Yeah, it's going to be great. There's a lot of movies coming out. Are you going to go see the new James Bond one? Or do you care about those, Anthony? I, pandemic is so weird. I used to watch every movie. And now I kind of watch movie. I don't know. Um, I mean, Shang-Chi is the movie that I'm excited about right now. <laughs> Marvel. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. All right. Um, there's not anything else. I move that we adjourn this session of the movie club. All in favor? Aye.
The eyes have it. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Tell me the date again when we're. Oh, 21st. 21st okay. at 6 30 pack time. 7 30 mountain time. See you guys. Bye. Yeah. Bye.